Welcome to Too Old for TikTok, the podcast where two 30-year-olds guide you through the latest trends, creators, and stories from the TikTok universe. I'm Melissa Rosen. And I'm Dina Greenbaum. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. We have an amazing guest today, Pamela Wurst-Betrini, also known as the Elzer Millennial TikTok Translator. Her handle is at the mostest. So her viral Xennial TikTok 2021 Cliff Notes video was posted a week ago and it has been viewed over 2 million times. Here's the video. Okay, I'm an elder millennial and I've been on TikTok during the pandemic and I've wasted all my time so that I can just give you the Cliff's Notes version of what's been going on over here on TikTok. Okay, so BBLs are out. It's called a Brazilian butt lift and it's like something you have to go to a foreign country to get and it seems really dangerous, but it's out of fashion anyway. Okay, so bushy eyebrows are still in, but you're supposed to do something called laminating, which has nothing to do with office supplies, but it's something you do your eyebrows to make them look bushier. So the curly girl method is out, but you're supposed to be dipping your head upside down in a bowl of water after you put your products in to make your curls look better. And did you know that Americans don't wash their legs? Oh, and the Revlon brush dryer is total trash. It's going to pull your hair out. The Dyson Airwrap, on the other hand, is insanely expensive, but like a miracle from God. Oh, you're supposed to be putting Vaseline on your face after the rest of your beauty products. It's called slugging. There's this girl, at least, that went on this horrible date where she had to buy the guy she went on a date with, like 100 tacos from Taco Bell. Anyway, you got to listen to it. There's a dog that, um, if he stands up or not in the morning, determines everyone in the whole world's course of their day, whether it's a good day or a bad day. It's called a Bones Day. Oh, all the kids these days are saying bing bong, like stand clear of the closing doors, please. Like it's a New York City thing, but it's kind of gone everywhere now. Oh, everyone has ADHD, especially me. Um, also, you can't gatekeep. This is like a thing now. You can't gatekeep, which is like keep secrets about your process. You gotta like share the love with everyone. Um, there's this girl, Charlotte, who's like this insane TikTok um, skincare person. You have to follow her. Oh, ranch dressing. We know it's like an American thing, but every time a European tries it on TikTok, they like love it and are obsessed with it. So there's something about ranch dressing. Oh, also there's that feta pasta thing. So if you go to the grocery store and just get feta and tomatoes, you can make this amazing dish in the oven. Oh, carrot juice is the new celery juice, but celery juice is sort of like the gateway drug to being anti-vax. So be careful with celery juice people. Oh, and sourdough bread is actually gluten-free, which I still don't understand, but oh, Sour Patch Kids um, can stop a panic attack. So you're supposed to keep some in the bottom of your purse. Oh, and the Sex in the City boot is total trash, according to TikTok. Like, Miranda should have been acting more like the Charlotte character, and the Charlotte character should have been acting more like Miranda, and they really did Samantha dirty, and Carrie could have so totally saved Big's life. And then also, moms are always telling their daughters at, like, impressionable ages that they only weighed 100 pounds on their wedding day, which is total trash. Oh, and the street fashion in China is amazing. Oh, and when you sh- we do a picture of yourself, like a selfie of your outfit, you have to, like, peep the shoe, so you, like, do a little back kick, show everyone the shoes you're wearing. Oh, and the team fashion these days, like the girls look like the girls from the real world San Francisco cast and the boys look like Danny Tanner, you know, the dad from Full House. Anyway, what did you learn from TikTok this year? So obviously your video resonates with us at Too Old for TikTok. So it was only a matter of time before we found each other. And welcome to Too Old for TikTok. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. This is my first podcast ever. So I'm really getting out there, guys. Yes, we are so happy to have you. And before your viral video, you mostly posted charcuterie boards and a video of Legoland, which I'm like obsessed with Lego. So I was so happy to see that. What was it like to become viral basically overnight? 
It was so stressful. That's what I kept saying in my follow-up videos. Like, I cannot believe how much anxiety I was getting from, like, every time I would refresh, it would be, like, a 1,000 more, 10,000 more. And it was exciting. But I think I have that type of anxiety where, like, every good thing is the same as a bad thing in my mind and body. So I was just getting really antsy and, like, what do I do now? What do I do? And you mentioned my handle is the mostest. Well, it's that because I change my mind every month and they only let you change your handle every once a month. Yeah. And so I was like, well, shit, I have to stay the mostest from now on. Like, I don't know if I like that because it was like the hostess with the mostest because I really did a lot of cheese porn, like a lot of <laughs> videos of cheese and charcuterie boards and grazing boards. And that's kind of what I've done on Instagram and um and TikTok for like five years. And I really felt like I had a healthy following until I got 2 million views on a TikTok. I was like, no, that, that is something that made an impact. Yeah, well, we're so happy you posted that. It's absolutely, it was the best roundup of the year for sure. <laughs> and TikTok royalty commented on that video. So you had Elise Myers, John Gratz, who owns Noodle, the No Bones, Bones Dog. Yes, a- Bones Daddy, Bones Daddy <laughs> even made a comment. I cannot believe from the prophet himself, <laughs> Daddy Bones said something. So amazing. Skincare guru Charlotte Palermino said something too. So what's your favorite interaction? How's that been like? Oh my gosh. Well, Daddy Bones was huge. I, um, Heather McMahon, who is not big on TikTok, but she's huge on Instagram, especially in the like Gen Gen X to millennial housewife mom community. She has a huge following. She's hilarious. And she became my friend on TikTok. I was like, oh my God. So I was very, very excited about that. Obviously, Charlotte used my video as her backdrop for like a series of like four follow-up videos explaining like her skincare wrap-up because she was getting so many followers from my video and I was like oh my god my face my face is on like the face gurus page (laughs) it was a lot of pressure I was like my face is not ready I didn't have enough moisturizer on this is too much and um Elise obviously she was the first big one to comment and Mrs. Frazzled who is hilarious um Elise commented and that was like it for me because she really kind of introduced this new world of TikToking where you just kind of tell stories and that was the first exposure I had to it where you don't have to have a niche like you are the niche it was I feel like what her deal is so I really was so floored by that because she's so big right now so all of them all of them were exciting for me oh my gosh yeah I <laughs> I feel like it's also just this funny thing like you mentioned you had been on Instagram and you were growing a following with your charcuterie boards and then you brought that to TikTok and it like wasn't maybe working as well on TikTok and then lo and behold like the video you created was so TikTok like it like it was about (laughs) TikTok it could only exist on TikTok like I'm curious what you've noticed just in like the you know the past weeks or so of TikTok fame combined with like your background of Instagram like what are the differences between the two I'm always fascinated like obviously there's a ton but as somebody who was like gaining traction on Instagram and then had this overnight success on TikTok 
Like, what do you think the differences are? How do you think it, it plays differently? Well, my very loyal 4,000 Instagram followers do not give a shit. They do not care. <laughs> they are not on TikTok. Yeah. They're like, good, that's great. That's so good. Like, they don't care at all. Um, it's so funny you mentioned that because when I was on Instagram, when I started, I was really gaining traction very quickly. And my husband's first cousin is named Erica Vitrini. And she has a huge following on TikTok for food videos. Her name's Erica V on TikTok. And she does all the Italian food. She's beautiful. And she does it beautifully. And she um, was like, oh my gosh, Pamela, I can't believe you have this Instagram following. This is amazing. Again, like 4,000 followers, not a big deal. And she's like, how do you do it? And I'm like, I just do it all myself. Like I just find sunlight and I just do it. She's like, I'm going to try it. She wasn't getting a ton of traction on Instagram, but then she went to TikTok. She is huge. So she had something that was just inherently TikTok about mm -hmm. her. She was so good at editing the videos. Um, she she could push so much content. I always tell people that Instagram is like a curated magazine. Like you're trying really hard to post the best things, the best aspect of yourself. TikTok is becoming more like the local, local news. Like, you know, when you go back home to your parents' house, you watch the local news, like it's, it's terrible. Yes. It's horrible, but there's something that draws you in. You feel a part of the community. You find your niche, you find your people, but they push so much content. They have to put out a news, local news in the morning. They have to put it out midday. They have to put it out in the evening. So you're getting so much. So there's something missing in our world where the local newspapers are gone. The local news is not watched, where we need hyper-local, hyper-specific, hyper-relevant content. So I kind of think that's what people want on TikTok. They didn't want like pretty montage of cheese videos like they did not care about that at all um so i and the reason that i put this out there i said in a follow-up video i was like i kept noticing while i was scrolling tiktok because i was so burnt out from christmas time i was scrolling tiktok and creators kept saying i'm taking a break i'm going on vacay spending some time with my family and i'm like why are you saying that there's a hole there's a hole in content i was going into these weird rabbit holes yes. like places i had never been before that i did not want to see in tiktok and i was like something's up there's a hole in content there's a lag in content i gotta push something out there so i was like let me do like a quick wrap up and i really do like use my notes section for everything I was just like writing in my notes section, like what it, what do I remember from TikTok this year? And I was like, I'm just gonna put it out there and see what happens. And it just it exploded. It was so weird, but it, I really do think it's because of that hole in the content from Christmas to New Year's, people were not posting. And I've noticed that there were a lot of other creators that really started to shine during that moment also. There's this girl, I have her name written down from France or like her dad's from France and her name is Claire from where? And she kept putting out content about like how you eat yogurt in France, how, where you put your cheese in a cheese box. Like she was just throwing so much content out there between Christmas and New Year's. I think that she probably gained a big following during that time. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I feel like we're also, as much as we enjoy just scrolling TikTok endlessly, it's like we're also always trying to figure out like, how is this algorithm working, right? Like, is, yeah. is now a good time to post? Is, like, you know, it's like, there's like part of us that's also just curious, like how are people making it big? How are videos going viral? And so it's like, that's always in the back of your mind too. Oh, absolutely. I've been obsessing about that now because my, my part one, part two and part three got like a lot of hits and then a lot of views. And then I put up a part four 
wasn't getting any traction. And then somebody called me a boomer in the contents, oh. the comments. <laughs> somebody called me a boomer in the comments and I was like, oh no. And I took it down. I was like, that's it, I'm dead, I'm done. They killed me, I'm dead, there's no more. The most is, it's over. And then my subsequent follow-up videos, I have a lot of followers. I have like 12,000 now, which is much more than I had before. Um, but they're, they sort of get pushed to a certain number of views and then they it sort of stops. So right now I'm in that moment where I'm trying to find what do people want from me? They seem to like it. They left a lot of comments. There's a lot of followers, but what do they want next? Do I need to stay with what I'm doing already with the notes and the fast talking and the wrap ups? Do I need to stay with the exennial content? And I'm sort of in that space right now where I don't know what I'm going to kind of start pushing next. Interesting. Oh, I love like getting it on the ground floor of your like, <laughs> yeah, where are you going to take this next? It's so interesting to hear from a creator's perspective, too. Like, do you keep like, I don't know, you're trying to figure out the algorithm at the same time all of us are like, do you yes, exactly. Into this? Like, yeah, I don't know. But I think it'll I think also comments. Be, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I think it's all about the comments. You. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's all about the comments and those big creators commenting and people tagging big creators to get them to comment because they noticed I spoke about them. That was what my magic sauce was. And so you really have to push people to comment to get the push in the algorithm. I think that's exactly what it is. And that's what I haven't been able to capture quite yet again. That's such great insight. And, I have and to, also the oh. little bit of, sorry, I keep interrupting. No, I'm, I'm, no, I do I'm have ADHD. I do. It's true in the video. It's true now. <laughs> I have ADHD. I jump into conversations. So anyway, something someone told me about like Addison Ray's outfit one time, they were like, the best advice you can get from a Kardashian is that you put a teeny tiny little bit of controversy in your content because then people will start talking about it because it's controversial. So like Addison used to wear like really ugly outfits. And I was like, am I too old for her fashion or does she have bad taste? <laughs> and so um, people would comment, this is an ugly shirt, this is terrible. So there was that controversy of do you wash your legs? And I put in it, Americans don't wash their legs. And that was the most controversial oh part because everyone wanted to weigh in. I wash my legs. I wash my legs. You wa <laughs> I wash my legs. What about y'all? Oh, no, no, no. Just white people don't wash their legs. You got it wrong. Yeah. So everybody was commenting about that. So that was that little hint of controversy mm -hmm. that kept the comments going. And the sourdough, right? The sourdough was a huge controversy, oh too. Yeah, that you had people up in arms about that. I think you mentioned that it doesn't have gluten, and then you had to retract that statement, right? Yes. Well, to be clear, I said I, I said something like, I don't quite understand how it doesn't have gluten. And this was all from a TikTok perspective, not from my own really? personal research. So, in, and it does. It has gluten. The celiacs have gotten to me, and they have corrected me for once and for all. There is a little bit of gluten. It is more tolerable than regular bread, but sourdough does in fact have gluten. So I apologize if anyone had to go to the restroom after that <laughs> advice, but it, it is true. It's like so inside baseball, I love it. <laughs> uh, I, and I have to say, I didn't know what the term zenial or exennial was before 
you mentioned it and we have we'll play a little clip of your video okay here's the deal people are asking what is an xennial what's an elder millennial am i an elder millennial i mean you might be but you definitely are if you identify with the things below you might be gen x you might be a millennial but this is for a specific demographic people call us the oregon trail generation obviously i played oregon trail i never got cholera not me personally i mean some of my family and friends did um but anyway so were you born between 1977 and 1985 was teen witch the movie teen witch like a pivotal part of your development and do you know the words to the rap top that because if you don't know the words to the rap top that then you're not an exennial and also don't tell mom the babysitter's dead i said i'm right on top of that rose to someone the other day and they had no idea what i was talking about i mean obviously they're a millennial because they have no idea anyway oh do you remember print shop like obviously we played oregon trail but we i used to go on print shop and i would make like 100 banners a day and i'm not talking like a regular happy birthday banner like happy birthday banner where there's like a sheet and then there's like a little divider and then another sheet and it goes across like seven pieces of paper and then you have to tear off the perforated edges you know the little edges with the little holes in it that's print shop oh did you have to take a quarter to the movie theater so that your parents you could call your parents after the movie so they could pick you up i did that in sixth grade when i went to see toy story when i came out in the theaters um oh did your family have one computer obviously yes that's normal everyone when you had aol but did you all use one email address you have never lived as an exennial until you go to summer camp and meet a cute boy and then you have to tell him your email address and it's your dad's name and he knows your dad is gonna be reading that email okay um oh my did you have a sibling who took a word processor to college not a laptop not a desktop a word processor that's not a computer Anyway, oh, did somebody have to invite you to Facebook? Before 18, did you get a Walkman, a Discman, and an iPod? But all before 18, I used all those things. Oh, I used to have a car phone. When I turned 16, I had a car that had a car phone in it. And I used to have to turn on the car, turn on the ignition to use it. And then my friends would be like, Pam, like, you come turn on your car so I could call my mom. So anyway, did you have that? Oh, some people had a car phone that was in a briefcase in their trunk. My best friend Rosie had that. Oh, and also I think I've come up with a code like for your area code for your cell phone. If your area code is the place where you live now, then you're Gen X. If your area code is the place where you grew up, you're a millennial. But if the area code for your cell phone is still the place where you went to college, I have a 917 number, you're an Xennial. Okay, I don't live in New York, but I have a 917 because I went to college. Anyway, um, if you have any thoughts, tell me below. If you are also a proud Xennial, let me know. Okay, bye. I'm like, I feel like I'm, I'm a little bit one foot in, one foot out, and which makes sense. I was born in 89. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm younger. I am technically a millennial still. But it, it's it's a very interesting little group you've pulled there with the with the Zennials. And I, I love that you were just like, I'm going in hard. I'm going to target this demographic. And it feels like you've reached every single one of them on TikTok. <laughs> I, I think you're right. I... I also feel like it's a good um, friendly entry point for Gen X. Um, if they're sort of afraid to enter into TikTok, they can sort of accept that they're an Xennial, they're hip, they're young, they're, you know, and then they'll, but I am the youngest of three children and my oldest two sisters are very Gen X, very, very Gen X. But I, and I always was told I was Gen X. I was born in 1983. But I really, in the workforce, when I started working in New York, everybody was, it was very hip to complain about millennials. Millennials are this, millennials are that. I never really related. I was like, I like millennials. They're in touch with their feelings. They really know what they want. They're not going to take crap from their bosses. Like, I like millennials. So this exennial, like, archetype really fits me quite well. So, um, 
And it is a very unique generation that we experienced analog for much of our developing years. And then we were boosted into the, you know, digital world and we've had to adapt to that. And um, it's a very specific group that I, it has are always targeted me. So I've known about it for like the concept for like 10 or 15 years. But it's interesting that you guys haven't heard about it yet. Obviously there's a, a gap in TikTok representation of the yeah. elder millennial. Yeah. It's funny, I texted Melissa and I was like, have you seen the Xennial video? And she's like, did you mean to write millennial? Like, she's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, no, it's this new term. And I learned it too, I had to Google it. So it's great that you're educating all of us on this on this niche group of people, I love it. You're welcome. Yes, thank you. You also you mentioned so you use the notes app and that's kind of your video and the format. And I noticed a lot of people started copying you. So now so many videos on my for you page had exactly your format video, which was notes in the background, green screen and then someone talking about that. And you had said, you know, imitation is the the highest form of flattery. Mm -hmm. But what do you think of, you know, starting kind of your own format, basically? I have to say, I, I'm very flattered, but honestly, it shows how truly, this sounds insulting, but inauthentic so many creators are mm. because they hop on a trend and they try to take off with it, but it is just, it doesn't catch. It's just so strange. Like they don't use those notes apps. Like that's the first time they open that notes app. That is not, <laughs> that is not what they use it for. And with me, yeah. that is truly how my brain functions. My brain functions within the notes app and I go through my list and like, that's how it works. So it felt, it was, I mean, very authentic for me, but I do have to say, I loved, I was so flattered and enjoyed so much. There was a girl who used the sound and she used it as if she was explaining it to her boyfriend like and he was like doing the dishes and yeah. fixing the plumbing and taking out the trash and she was like going through my list of things that she learned on TikTok just nagging him and annoying him like tell and that is very much my life my husband isn't even on Facebook he like has security clearance he does not do this shit so he uh, so that is my life I'm always explaining to him everything also um, another little tiny bit of controversy is that I left out the salmon girl Oh. And people were just shocked and appalled. I mean, half my comments were about leaving out Emily Mariko. Oh and um, I didn't do it on purpose. It was an accident. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> you can't include everything. Yeah. I think you left out the couch guy in the first The couch one too. guy. I, which is like huge in, like, I know. in our world. That was yeah. also an accident. <laughs> yeah. You can't. You can't. TikTok moves so fast. And we always say you that. that. There's so many sides, so many things that happen, like you can't keep up. But that's why your idea is so great, because you can keep it going forever and ever, because TikTok's constantly yes. changing. Yes, that's true. Yeah. What do you do? What's your background? Besides being a TikTok star now, what is your background and what do you do besides TikTok? Okay, well, besides being a cheese pornographer, I, <laughs> um, I'm a stay-at-home mom currently. It is something that I thought would last not as long as it has, but the pandemic has really put a wrench into that plan. But I started, I, I was a journalism, journalism and history major at NYU, and then I went on to work in PR and marketing and event planning. I, um, I did PR and marketing for wineries and wine regions first, and then I moved to Surface Magazine, which was like an interior design magazine. And then way before TikTok and Instagram, there were these things called daily email magazines, and I worked at one mm. called Urban Daddy. Oh, which is yeah. kind of embarrassing to talk about. It was like the men's exclusive daily email magazine. 
And I worked in a room with these two guys and we did, we were the marketing department and I left to get married and have babies and move to DC and they left and started Bombas, the sock company. Oh, oh my I God. love Bombas. I was like, wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> wow. maybe I shouldn't have left. Um, but so I very much left a very fast paced career, a lot of marketing, a lot of conceptualizing marketing ideas and strategy. So I always wanted to keep my foot in that world. Um, I didn't know if I would ever go back. So I've tried so hard to stay abreast of all of the social media apps and things that have come up. So the reason I started Instagram is I really, so I wanted to launch this concept called the Swing State Migration Project to encourage people after the 2016 election to move to swing states. I got zero traction and I was like, okay, I did some research. I was like, what do people look at on Instagram? They like looking at boobs and food. And I was like, I'm not putting my boobs on Instagram. Let me take some pictures of food. And then the cheese thing really started to take off. And I really liked having an outlet of expression. I liked keeping up with the marketing trends. I liked studying social media. So I just kept up with it. And then I joined TikTok when it started. It really fed my ADHD brain, the constant scrolling, obviously the niche content. And so, um, and then I obviously wanted to follow my husband's cousin, Erica, cause she was doing so well. And, um, and so that's kind of how it happened. I've just been like an avid user and I've just wanted to keep my foot in and hopefully someday make a career out of it. Yeah. That's amazing. Melissa and I went to NYU too. So oh my God. Really? Fellow NYU alums. Wait, what, yeah. was, what was your freshman dorm? Mine was third North. I was in Weinstein. Me too. What? Ah, there you go. Five B. I was in Five B. Are you on A side or B side? Um. Oh God. Which I was. Did you go left or right? Uh, right. Oh, me too. Oh, okay. I was three B. I was three B. Oh, okay. Yeah. I. Oh my God. NYU is the best. Fighting violence. I know. Can you believe they they closed Kohl's? They like tore it down. I passed by the other day. I walked by. It is the saddest thing to see. It's like this big building Mm. now. It's yeah, it's very upsetting. Mm. I lived at Kohl's. That was my spot. I loved Kohl's. Oh man. Did you live in any other dorms besides Weinstein? Yeah, I was at Weinstein and then I was at Water Street. Did they have Water Street when y'all were there? Oh yeah. They did, but it, now it's not. And now, no, now it's an apartment. Like apartments, real apartments. Yeah, gorgeous. I went. There I know. Once. It was, I was yeah. like, and it was like the, getting the shit stick if you got it back then. Yeah, they're like, I don't want to live right. down there. So far down, yeah. yeah. And then I lived at Palladium for two years. So. Oh, me too. I love Palladium. The president of Palladium. <laughs> but it was there was a president. There I, was a president <laughs> of Palladium. <laughs> there was a president of all. all I had no idea. Fun. No. Oh my god! I love you guys. My Bobcats. I love it. Yes, the Bobcats. Yes, yes. Oh, that's yeah. great. But yeah, we have similar backgrounds. Like Melissa's communications yes. major. I was a film major. It's nice. All makes sense why we got into TikTok, yeah. basically. Yes. It's all of that all in one. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is. I, I was actually noticing that. So y'all know that New York Times reporter, Taylor Lorenz, who covers TikTok oh, yeah. issues? Yeah. She yeah. is, she took advantage of that week between Christmas and New Year's. She is busting out so much content so i I think like it's getting like it might be the new twitter of like the reporters the like Mm. journalism crowd they're like starting to realize they got to get their shit up on tiktok yeah absolutely absolutely. you guys i was friends with donald glover at nyu can you believe that oh that's cool oh i love him i was in i was in um ann hathaway's photography class what she's the first reason i bought uggs 
Because I was like, oh my God, what are those shoes? They're so weird looking. She was like, oh, someone gifted them to me. And I was like, I gotta get those. And And now now they're they're back. 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 Which is insane. It is full circle, yeah. But only the short ones can I have only anything the higher short than ones. <laughs> I, I really am very nervous about that whole process. I have to go through where you cut them off and then hem them. That's oh, that's yeah. a lot. It's too much for me. I'm gonna I'm that. gonna keep my my mid size yeah. ones. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's good. And then you can commit to either trend when they come back. You can yeah, exactly. go either way. Strictly in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> That's so exciting. I'm so glad we have that connection. I know. I can't yeah. believe that. Oh, I knew, I mean, from the second I saw your videos, I was like, oh, we would be friends. Besties. Like, it seems besties. like we have a Honestly, I hate life. to like break it to you, but that's the number one comment I've been getting, besties. I'm yeah. like, y'all don't know me. We are not besties. <laughs> what is this? But that must be like what the young kids are saying. Besties. We're all besties. It's funny yeah. you mentioned like how you thought millennials were all like, in touch with their feelings and talking back to their <laughs> boss and like I feel very much like Gen Z is that and I didn't feel like that at all as a millennial you know I uh-huh. just was like a ball of anxiety and now I'm like uh-huh. wow Gen Z now is like so badass and like, <laughs> but I guess maybe every generation thinks that about the next one maybe so but I appreciate that I appreciate that appreciation of the next generation like I should hope that we hope that we evolve slightly in yeah. some way Agreed. <laughs> totally. We had a, an, a whole episode about because like millennial versus Gen Z was trending at a certain point and everyone was shitting mm. on either or. Mm. And Melissa and I were just speaking so highly of Gen Z. And one of our first like extremely <laughs> negative podcast reviews was like, you don't need to pander to Gen Z. It's disgusting that you guys would like, you're obsessing over them just to get listeners. And we're like, no, we really love Gen Z. That's uh-huh. just truly who we are. Yeah. That the, um, the place that I noticed it the most was there was, okay, so there's an MTV reality show that was sort of like the Southern take on Jersey Shore. Do you guys know what it's called? I don't remember. Oh, a Florabama? Yeah, Florabama Shore. Uh, Exactly. Florabama something. Something like that. Exactly. And they, so you expect like all this reality TV drama, guys hooking up with girls. Like they were so in touch with their feelings. Mm -hmm. They talked about their feelings every episode. And I was like, oh my God, these hicks, they got it. Like they (laughs) they know what it's like. Like they were so aware and kind and they were so kind to each other i was so impressed so if you look at an episode of jersey shore and then an episode of floribama shore and that's very specifically millennial and gen z you could realize wow okay maybe something is going right here yeah i need to watch that show now it was like on my list but i was like maybe not but now you can i mean it's not worth like three seasons but an episode or two (laughs) i feel like that this could be your next tiktok video like because i think that's a really interesting way of comparing the the generation that's so true thank you so much you really did me a favor there i really appreciate that okay that's gonna happen when i'll tag you Yay. <laughs> so what what would you say to people who still think they're too old for TikTok? What would you tell them? I, I, I would tell them they bet they better get in line. Like it's time. And something interesting is that your Instagram feed, like what do I do on Instagram when I really think about it? I shop. I use mm, the shopping feature. Yeah. I look for outfits. I look for tags for clothes. And I shop. So it's not a creator space. It's a 
corporate space. It really is. And so you got to, you're not getting any authentic content. If you want to be entertained, you need to be on TikTok. That's where the authentic content is coming from. And eventually TikTok will become too corporate, but there's a little window right now where it, it is exceptionally entertaining. And they push content that is so specific to you. And I know that it's a really creepy algorithm and I don't want to know exactly why, but I am getting NYU girls that have green eyes and brown hair. I'm getting my content that is so specific to me, which might not be great for society as a whole, but it's entertaining. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. What's like one of the, the weirdest rabbit holes you've gone down on TikTok? Oh, gosh. Okay, so I wrote down my favorite people that I follow on TikTok and I tried to be like, not like the Mrs. Frazzled's of the world, not Elise, but like the ones that people haven't heard of. And I get so obsessed with like architectural TikTok. Like these people that talk about apartments and they talk about architectural styles. Like there's this one woman who like went into two minutes on like um, the old Banana Republic aesthetic, like back when it was a safari. (laughs) And like she talks about Tuscan kitchens. And so her name is Melina B3. And then... um, there's this guy who does the um, historic buildings and real estate in New York, and his is called Not Enough Hangers. And I'll, it's amazing. Like, they'll basically take a Zillow listing and just go in depth into the history of the building and what era it's from and why it looks the way it does. And that's like the Zillow porn that like millennials love, like to the next level. It's amazing. And then what else do I, I am a huge fan of Bravo. So I get into a lot of Bravo gossip. I'm, I'm, I love all the blind items. Like the girl who does all the blind items, her name is fluently forward where she takes the blind items on like Reddit and she like reads them aloud and then sort of lets people in the comments guess who they're about. Mm-hmm. And then also, oh my gosh. So there's, there's dance moms. Somehow I've gotten into like a competitive dance rabbit hole talk that I did not mean to be on. <laughs> and um, because I never really watched Dance Moms, it wasn't really a part of my life, but there's this guy, 567 Broadway is his handle. And he does the entrances at competitions of certain dancers. And it, it'll just be the intro, like Blanche Dubois dancing to Little Miss Sunshine. And he'll do the little walk on. And it's like a 30 second videos. They're so funny. I'm dying every time. I mean, there's so many rabbit holes I've gone down. I can't even... Oh, there's a guy who, okay, so there's this guy, Charles Gross, um, who talks about how to get a Birkin bag. I mean, that's his entire content. He goes in depth on how to establish relationships with Hermes employees and how to keep that. I mean, I'm never going to get a Birkin bag, like ever, but (laughs) I, I would love to know how. Like, he just goes in. And there are these little niches that are so specific. Um, and comedians that you never would have seen before, like um, the girl Kendall, the comedian with her mom, and she always does um, say yes to the dress and um, toddlers and tiaras takes. She imitates those shows and it's so funny. And she's got like a mom from the Midwest and it's just made for TikTok. It's TikTok gold. It's amazing. That's amazing. I feel like I'm really yeah. letting y'all in on the elderly trends. This is what the elderly no. are watching when we're in the nursing home. We turn on the TikTok. This is what we have on. It's it's similar to to my it for is, you page. Yeah. To okay, okay, good, okay, good. 
Minus the Birkin bag. I feel like the Birkin bag is very cool. I also would, wouldn't buy a Birkin bag, but I also am never going to make an NFT. And for some reason, I'm on like NFT side of TikTok and I can't get away from it. So that's like my version of it. Oh my gosh. That's that's great. The, the NFTs are insane. Somebody said something so funny on a TikTok once that was like, the best thing to say to a guy on a date that can't stop talking about Bitcoin is like, oh, is that like Kohl's cash? that is such a good TikTok yeah all right should we get into some trends I think we have two for this week and the first one is the song got nothing in my brain which is the Taylor Swift song you know shake it off People are using that for, it goes with a whole bunch mm-hmm. of things. But one of my favorite was by at Dr. Sood. And he said, me trying to process why the CDC suddenly decreased quarantine time to five days. And then it goes, got nothing in my brain referring to the CDC. So there's like a whole bunch of ways to use that trend. Have you seen any? Yes, that you they're like? so funny. Um, I can't think of any specific ones, but people have really been doing that a lot. I just always think of the movie Sing, because um, oh, yeah. that song, The Pig, is, uh, she's Reese Witherspoon, but she sings that Taylor Swift song in the original Sing. And Sing 2 is really good. You can cut this out of the podcast. This is not interesting. <laughs> no, I want to watch Sing 2. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I, Sing is weirdly one of those movies that I'm like, there's nothing really like happening, but this is, it's like, it was just washing over me. It's, it's very the TikTok passive, of like, animated pop movies. songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like just pop songs and uh-huh. cute little characters. Like that's fine. I don't really need there to be much of a When plot. you live in a world of animated movies like I do, like if you could recognize a song, like that's pleasurable. So I have yeah, to say, exactly. sing is up there. It's up there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This other trend I've been seeing, and it's, we sort of knew it would happen, right? For the new year, we're seeing people creating vision boards and manifesting on TikTok. But I think it's really interesting to see the way people are creating vision boards on TikTok because they'll use like video clips that they'll put together. And of course it has a cool song in the background and it, it looks beautiful and it just gives like another media element to the idea of like a, you know, I mean, I can, we can actually talk about this with you when vision boarding was just like cutting up magazines and putting <laughs> yeah. them onto poster boards, you know? And it's like now we've come so far with technology that now a vision board can live on TikTok with different images and videos and sounds and it's, it's just totally evolved. It's cool to mm-hmm. see. I have to say when Pinterest started, that was like revolutionary because I yeah. used to make digital vision boards like where I would cut and paste like pictures of things and put it in a PowerPoint and like have a PowerPoint of collages you know like when Pinterest started I was like oh my god it's amazing and now what what I think people my age don't realize is that the editing software inside TikTok is so intuitive Mm -hmm. you put the music automatically syncs to your 
slideshow and you can make the most amazing. I mean, I made a video of my kids for, and I sent it to my husband and I keep all the videos of my kids in my drafts. If China ever gets a hold of it, they're going to know exactly what my kids look like, but I keep them in my drafts. I don't send them out and I just save them and then give them to my husband and he sheds a tear and then we move on. Like it's better than your uh, Apple phone yeah. software. It's better editing software than anywhere else you can get. It's amazing. So the, the, the options are limitless with what people can create with what they have on their phone on TikTok for sure. Yeah, that's such a good point. What are some of your predictions for what we're going to see on TikTok in 2022? Okay, the mostest is going to have a million followers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, okay, what are my predictions? Um, obviously, I think there's been a shift in curated content. People aren't having as polished and curated content. That's a trend everywhere. That's a trend on Instagram. It's a trend on TikTok. You're going to start seeing people who have personas and personalities outside of TikTok, like Taylor Lorenz, who is now on TikTok. You're going to start seeing people that were too good, too old, too serious for TikTok mm. coming on and sort of taking it over. I think just a lot more users it seems limitless, like the number of users. Also, there's the trend that Emily Mariko has really grabbed hold of, and I think that um, Erica Vitrini also has too, where you create content that doesn't need sound, and that pushes mm. so far beyond any content where there's an American voice speaking. Um, so I think that there's going to be a lot more highly visual content. Um, so I think I just explained that it's going to be messy visual content by old people that's what's gonna happen <laughs> that's a great point i think that's why and i can't think of his name but the guy who he just does hand motions and reactions to other things and it's super funny but it transcends all languages all barriers and i think he surpassed charlie d'amelio for like 80 million followers just because you could just watch it and have a laugh and not really understand yeah. the language yeah mm -hmm. such a good point what is your number one piece of TikTok advice? Oh my God, just keep doing it. I have a friend who owns a flower company. It's doing very well. It's called Poppy or Poppy Flowers. It's sort of like an affordable wedding flowers option. And she's very big on Instagram. And she's like, I don't really need a TikTok. Do I need a TikTok? Should I TikTok? And I'm like, just keep pushing yes. it out there. So like I said, it's the local news. It doesn't matter if it's perfect. You have to just keep putting it out there. People want more, 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 more. And even my cheese content, I would get like one or two views. That's it. I would forget about it. And then I look back and I had 5,000 views. So you just like a couple weeks later. So you just have to keep pushing it out there. Just keep putting it out there. People will find you. Give it a hashtag or not. Make the content very visual and people will come find you. Yes, I love that. All right. Well, start to wrap up. So go ahead and plug yourself. Let everybody know your handles. If you want people to follow you on Instagram, TikTok, wherever, let us know. Okay, well, my name is Pamela Worst Vitrini, and I am the mostest on TikTok and Pamela the mostest on Instagram, still DMing the original mostest, trying to get that one too. Um, you can find me there, and you know, I'm in Northern Virginia, 
and stay-at-home mom walking my kids to school. That's all I'm doing. So <laughs> We're going to come just, like, hang out with you. I would love that. Yes. You're my new besties, <laughs> the pilots. We're going to go reminisce about the Weinstein <laughs> downtown cafeteria. Oh, We're going to have the best yeah. time. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so much fun. Thank you so Thank much. You this guys. was a great time, and I hope your prediction comes true. You will have a million followers by the end of 2022. And that'll be great. And you could find us at tooldfortiktok.com, the number two, the number four, and also on our Instagram and TikTok. And we'll be posting all of Pamela's videos to our social media outlets. Um, so thank, thank you again. You. Thanks. <laughs>